Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, 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 I am calling in live from San Diego, California. Many thanks to our cameo guest, Sharon Doyle, for the International Women's Conference at luncheon. And uh, very excited to be here. Had a very, very bumpy ride. There's nothing like six hours of trying to avoid storms and bumping away while you're trying to work on a computer as it jostles or in the tray. <laughs> and uh, just to make it more fun, they said, we're going to go ahead and leave our, your luggage that you got an hour and a half early for the, um, no, two hours early for the flight and decided to make the flight two hours delayed. We're going to go ahead and leave it in Baltimore just to make things a little more interesting. But then Southwest said, you know what? You get up in the morning with the three hours sleep you have and you go over and you get dressed for the show. So thank you very much to uh, Morgan Run Resort for jumping and helping me get a hat. And by the way, I will take the hat off, but you do not want to see these eyes. These are some sleepy eyes. So how are you, Andrea? I'm, I'm doing good. And I, I was going to say, uh, it's a good thing. Otherwise, we might have seen you in the lovely bathrobe from the uh, whatever hotel chain you're staying at. So um, and then we could have had a bathrobe moment like our one friend does. <laughs> oh, Lauren Michaels Harris. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a show to watch for sure. Okay, so <laughs> what else? How's it going? I'm, I'm still waking um, up. I got my I got my Starbucks <laughs> coffee here. Well, things are going good. I am excited to report that I also <laughs> had challenges this morning. And so I am um, broadcasting live from House of Cats. No, um, she, my friend does have some cats that will, might meow once or again in the background. I'm in home in my Finley, Ohio town, but my mom pulled her internet out of the wall and our Elon Musk satellite dish isn't working. So I met my lovely friends who um, recently moved to Cincinnati. So she's uh, in Finley for uh, the day. And so I'm visiting here and broadcasting live from her house. So, uh, so, the, the, it's been so a this fun shows, morning. so this shows about showing up. So I'm excited <laughs> to be here. By the way, uh, we think we have challenges. Matt, our new producer from Voice America, um, said that he is going into the future to get furniture. So, I mean, he <laughs> he's got his hands full, too. So, yeah, yes. Matt, happy birthday, and by the way. His, yeah, and, his birthday was last year. And yep. then uh, he didn't tell us what day it was. So we've decided that it's today. And so happy birthday to you, Matt. Um, standing ovation for another year. <laughs> and, you know, Aaron, uh, he's, he tried to exceed Aaron's birthdays by saying mm -hmm. it was all your last year. So we missed out. So we'll make up for it this year. Yes, <laughs> we definitely. All right. Let's that. get our sponsors and let's get our lovely cameo going. Absolutely. Uh, again, reminding everyone, you are listening to Amplified Radio Show, your host, Dr. Ken Rashawn, Dr. Smiley, and I'm your executive producer, Dr. Andrea Adams-Miller, and we want to thank our sponsors, that is Amplifluence, The Red Carpet Connection, The Umbrella Syndicate, MyMakeupLady.com, BeMore.io, Social, Bees.Social, uh, MenFashion.com, and you, uh, Perfect Publishing. And you have another one for today. Is that the uh, Morgan? 
Morgan Run Resort. I mean, they're not supplying it. Uh, and they obviously oh, they have seen. They didn't donate. No, OK, well, uh, no. Well, thanks for being open so that you could at least get something on. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, they obviously have looked at men fashion and seen how to do things the right way because this is stylish stuff. So that is a, an attractive shirt. So good to know that. So, yes, we have uh, some really uh, great show today. Uh, last week, uh, just as a recap, um, I was out and about. I first started at the NFT Connect one conference. It was their first conference. It was absolutely amazing. Um, our second guest, uh, Sonia Ahuja, um, I met there and she'll be on. Uh, she and I both shared the stage there at nftconnect.one. And I talked about onboarding with, uh, oh, you know, cryptocurrency and NFTs. And she'll be talking, sharing what she shared about. Uh, Snoop Dogg was our headliner. So that was a, a fun uh, evening. We'll be sharing more about that with Sonia. And then I went to save in America fundraiser with Jennifer Baker in Reno, Nevada. So I went from Phoenix, Arizona to Reno, Nevada. And there on Friday night, we had a fundraiser with a lot of legislatures that were there listening to what we could do to help prevent and be an advocate against human trafficking um, for both um, uh, sex and indentured servants. And then uh, the next day I had the pleasure, well, I guess it's not really a pleasure. I mean, it, it is a pleasure uh, because the Intel, uh, they allowed me to participate and hear and observe uh, what they do in order to get the intel they need so that they can go in and get these kids who are missing and presume to be exploited and possibly sex trafficked. And there were uh, five kids initially. And then by the time I got there, there was a sixth girl missing. And uh, they were able to recover one girl and get really great information on two others. Um, it's uh, um, it's all men who, uh, well, the couple women uh, came and helped as well. Detectives, you know, retired uh, Navy SEALs, retired veterans, uh, beautiful people who dedicate their time to helping bring other people's children home. So I worked on that and then came home. And uh, what, what, what was in your schedule last week, Ken? I was preparing for this, this big well, show. It sounds like wonderful. And uh, talking with Sharon, you've got a beautiful uh, opportunity to take, to take some pictures of people who are going to literally um, be in the history books. So um, some beautiful women. So would you like me to go ahead and bring Sharon on? Yes, I do. All right. Hold on a second. Let me, uh, my uh, computer is uh, not being cooperative. Here we go. Sharon Doyle. She's a multi-talented businesswoman and a CEO of Love Records. She's an award-winning journalist, a writer, public relations agent, an actress, producer, and environmentalist. She's appeared in several movies, TV series, documentaries, and PSA announcements, as well as, as, well as many infomercials, TV, and radio shows. And from the start, she's always believed in charity from helping those who are less fortunate to anti-bullying campaigns, helped many organizations raise thousands of dollars, and Mrs. Diversity Queen in 2017 and Arts for Peace Queen in 2018. So she's held many crowns. How amazing. She judges beauty pageants as well in Southern California and inspires contestants to be the best versions of themselves. She's also the recipient of the 2019 Spirit Award by Pageantry Magazine. It's kind of like winning the Oscars in that world. She's also had the 
the Global Humanitarian Award, the Lady in Red, Diamond Rose Award, and the Congressional Honors Award. Uh, she has just been all over the place. She's the Royal Society of St. George, the California branch. She's the director of the Global Society for Female Executives. She was a featured speaker at Secret Knock for 2019. And there is so much more that I wouldn't be able to complete the show because she is so amazing and has done so many things. So let's get you on, Sharon. I'm so excited to have you here and present with us. Um, just amazing accolades all over the place. Um, you know, uh, and, and then also she's the director of both the Beverly Hills and San Diego chapters of the Global Society there. And it's been recognized from women all over the world on their entrepreneurial journey. So very impressive. So Sharon, that was all the time we had for the cameo. So I hope you have a great day. <laughs> you know, it's funny listening to yourself. It, you know, it was somebody else describe your life. It's like, good morning, everyone. Good morning. So uh, you have uh, you have so many crowns, and we have hold my crown uh, keynote Michelle Mraz, who's going to be speaking. But she also has her book launch in D.C. Library of Congress, three days in uh, the DMV area, as they call it, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. So um, I'm excited to be part of this event. Thank you. Yeah, yes. it'll be beautiful to see all these crowns going around. So lots of tiaras happening. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's a, you know, um, the event is coming up on uh, tomorrow. Uh, it's, it's held at Morgan Run, where Candace actually staying at right now. And we're expecting about 160 to 170 individuals. Uh, that's the max that we could um, have um, because the, the honorees are uh, this, um, I was, uh, you know, really humbled when I found out these honorees were going to be attending because it, it takes a lot to have certain things happen in the military. And, you know, one of the things is that the, the older the veterans get, the more restrictions that are placed on where they would um, appear and how they appear and all of those things. So we have some uh, ladies that are, let's just say, uh, 100 plus years old that will be attending this event. And it's going to be a very special event. We have women coming from all the major networks um, around San Diego and AACP. Uh, we've got um, NAMA, which is a, a Latino organization, uh, Heartlink, which is a group of uh, entrepreneur women, uh, the GSFE, which is the Global Society of Female Entrepreneurs. And the list goes on and on um, with the different individuals that are attending. We also will be having um, a number of women that have been brought into San Diego that are Afghan refugees. And some of these women, before they left Afghanistan, they were business owners. So now they're, you know, getting, um, you know, settled in San Diego. And this is a good introduction to entrepreneurship in, in the U.S. for them. So a lot of stories going on behind the scenes, and I'm excited to have Ken there um, documenting this because even though International Women's Day is something that has been celebrated since, what, 1908, I think it started, um, and actually started in New York in 1908, and it was women just protesting about their rights, um, right for equal pay, right to vote, you know, those kinds of things. Um, and now we see things coming full circle with these different things. And these women, you know, they're, that are from Afghanistan, they're coming here for a better tomorrow. 
So there's a lot of excitement there. And uh, we're really looking forward to um, having Michelle um, speak. We have two programs that day. We've got one in the morning, um, and then we have an evening program as well. So Michelle will be hosting our GSFE meeting in the evening. So that's an exciting time for us. Well, Sharon, uh, you you do the greatest events. I'm always excited to be a part of them. Uh, you, You pull off like miracles. And I am always excited when you invite me to be part of witnessing these beautiful events you create. I uh, wanted to also give a shout out to Dr. Greg Reed and to Frank Shankowitz, who you honored with stars and uh, Secret Knock has always been uh, one of my favorite events, and you were someone that actually caused that to really shine even more again. So, very cool. Yeah, that was that was an interesting time pulling off two surprises like that for uh, gentlemen who like to really know what's going on at all times, <laughs> uh, especially uh, especially Frank. Frank was the kind of guy that you knew everything that was going on, and the day of his. Um, you know, the day of his uh, movie premiere that he had in Hollywood, we did a little premiere for him before the event. And we were at the uh, Lowell's Hotel. And I told him, I said, you know, Frank, we're going to be escorted there by police. And he said, you know, being an ex-cop, he's like, that's not going to happen, Sharon. It's not going to happen. I said, no, it is going to happen. <laughs> the one thing he didn't know is that I knew the police officer that handled the route that we needed to go to. And the interesting part is that the day of his premiere, there was a um, another movie premiere um, that was, um, I think it was a Marvel movie. So there were over 450,000 people on that street and mm-hmm. that street was blocked off. And there were, there were, everyone was like, how are we going to get down there? And I go, don't worry, we're, we're going to get down there. And, 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 you know, Frank's like, that ain't going to happen, Sharon. It's not going to happen. There's no going to be no escort. <laughs> the only time they escort is if you're the president of the United States. And I said, what, what about the, the founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation? And he goes, it's not going to happen, Sharon. So we're up there. All of a sudden, the knock on the door comes, and in walks our police officer. And I said, uh, you know, Frank, I'd like you to meet George, and he's going to be escorting us today. Um, you have a private escort. And Frank just sat there and said, I cannot believe it. He said, I'll never doubt you again. <laughs> so you have to hear this scene. It's like, we're as we're going through, we get into another friend of mine owns the Highway 57 vehicles um, that you they escort you. Um, and it was on the movie um, Highway 57. So it's this old, you know, do you ever hear the movies, uh, uh, Broderick Chatterman or um, did you, you ever see those movies, the old Highway 57 movies? Yep, sure did. Okay. Yep. So he owns the original car uh, mm. in that movie. So he came with another gentleman. We put Frank in the car. We've got the, the police escorting us. So we start and then we have a convertible. I'm in the back of the convertible with Charlie Chaplin and, and Marilyn Monroe on the back of the convertible. We start going through this. We get through the crowd. And because of the 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 um, the horn on the uh, old Buick is so, so loud. I mean, you could hear this thing for like a mile away. All of a sudden, that crowd that was at the, the other premiere turned. It swarmed the car that we were in. So now, if you can imagine, Frank is thinking that he's never going to, it's not going to happen to being swarmed with uh, about, I don't know, 300,000 people around the car. And Frank, I think Frank was in sticker shock with that. And so he, he, we pull over, we get out of the car. 
and everyone is just, you know, people surrounding him, taking pictures and, and they were, they asked who he was. And I said, you know, he's the founder of make a wish foundation. And everyone was just cheering for him. And I was very happy to see that for that's him. That's so cool. Sharon, that's amazing. <clears throat> We're going to have to have you back after you do your dose of hope chapter, uh, that big hunker of a, a book, the, the white dose of hope book. We have, of course, Greg, uh, Dr. Greg Reed, whose submission came in actually today. And we have uh, Frank Shankwitz and about 250 other amazing people. A lot of them, you know, from Seeger Knock, actually. And <clears throat> we want to add your chapter, but I'm excited that at this event, the luncheon, we're going to meet some women that have created not only a, a life they love, but they have given so much hope to other people. So, I'm excited that we're going to be having them in the book too. You know, I'm really excited about doing this book. It's like um, one of the things that, you know, when I thought about this and I thought about, you know, the, the, the memory that we're creating, you know, tomorrow is one of those things that you very rarely capture. And as you know, that, you know, one of the things that I always like to do at the different events that I do is capture an essence of what is, you know, that, that event is about, and um, tomorrow, I think, is going to be one of those days that you you can't recreate it again, you know, and that's why the importance of the book is you can't recreate that again. And, you know, I just, you know, as I was planning this, I was like, please, no, you know, God, just let them make it through, you know, that no nothing happens to any of them, you know, um, because it's an important day. And I'm sure they're going to be excited and ecstatic because I think that a lot of the um the older veterans don't get as much recognition. It's really a sad thing. And I, this is the first time from my understanding that there has been, a, you know, an award show that puts emphasis on them. Um, and so that's a great, you know, uh, event in itself that they get acknowledged on that day. Very much so. So uh, please share this show with every single person you mentioned and let them share it so that we awaken the world with the photos and the book that follows it. Absolutely. We'll, we'll do our best to, to get that out there. And as will we, as will we. Yeah. We have lots of sponsors and things like that. So I appreciate, you know, having me on here this morning and uh, bright and shiny everyone and uh, have a good uh, radio show. Thank you very much, Sharon. Have a great day. I'll be checking out the, I'll be checking out the beautiful tent after the show. Yes. We have the tent going up. I can't wait to see those photos. <laughs> cool. Take care. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye guys. Bye-bye. All right, Andrea, let's bring our guest in. You're on mute. I have asked Sonia to un unmask herself. There she is. <laughs> uh, hold on just a second. So th this is uh, Sonia Ahuja, and I am so excited uh, to meet her and uh, have met her and been able to talk with her. And Ken, I think the most exciting thing is you guys actually, I think, will have a lot to talk about as well. You'll find her brilliance and her uh, information just uh, an amazing, she's just an amazing person. So Sonia Ahuja is the founder and CEO of Orbis 86, leading with a diverse 3D NFT collection. Orbis 86 will provide a platform to individuals and businesses to transform their customers' browsing experience. She's an ex-Deloitte, ex-Broadcam professional, and she's exploring the use of NFTs beyond PFPs and joining the Web3 revolution. Along the way, she hopes to learn from others and help onboard others as well. And so she's talking about a world that that uh, is new to so many people. So welcome to the show, Sonia. 
Thank you. Thanks for having me here, Dr. Andrea Adams Miller and Kim. Uh, my pleasure. I was concerned when she, uh, Andrea started saying that we, I, I thought she was going to say we wouldn't have anything to talk about and then we were just going to look at each other, but she <laughs> was very clear that we're going to have a lot to talk about. And it does sound like an abbreviation uh, conversation. We just say abbreviations back to each other, NFT, and you say PPE, and I say it, and we just go back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I sure hope not. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Um, and how do you say your last name again? It's just Ahuja. Okay, that's easy. I mean, my gosh. Yeah, it is. Um, do you speak any other languages? I do. I speak a couple of other languages. I think almost every Indian does. So nothing yes. special about that. But yes, I do speak three other languages. Well, then I'll at least say apke sehe. <laughs> All right. So, and also namaste. So we'll go with that one as, a, as our welcome of love and acceptance. Well, and Ken, you lived in India part-time as a kid too. So I'm. Oh, I, I lived there. Full, I lived there full-time while I was there. I, it was too expensive <laughs> well, to true. go part-time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I would like to start where we always start in the show, which is the beginning. Uh, you, where you're born, what your childhood was like. And we are inviting you, by the way, to Dose of Hope. Dose of Hope is a book that shows how you created a who that you love, how you found your purpose through it, and how it impacts the world. So that conversation I found um, is such an easy translation to be in a chapter in the book that we we're speaking of. So um, I was born to a normal set of parents, which is good. <laughs> And this was back in India. I spent the first 26 years of my what life part of in India. India. I was India? born in Bombay. Okay. Yeah, well, it is the Mumbai to the Mumbai, world yeah, now. Yeah, yes, Mumbai. yes, it is Mumbai to the world now. But those who were born and brought up there, especially the 80s and 90s kids, yes. we still identify it as Bombay. So that's where I was born and raised. Uh, my mom and dad, they separated when I was 10 years old. So I was raised by my mom as a single parent and watching her take care of me all by herself against all odds definitely motivated and inspired me a lot I'm guessing, mm-hmm. I'm guessing they separated because of the uh, the controversy of whether it was going to be Mumbai or Bombay or <laughs> <kind> of- <laughs> I wish it was that simple. <laughs> that could have been an easy solution <laughs> yeah it, it wasn't however as you grow when you're when you're a child you tend to judge people as you grow you realize things are not black and white right. things are never digital in the real world they are analog and things are always gray and different shades of gray more than 50 shades of gray right so amen amen well said <laughs> yes so, well that, that's what happened but it also made me who i am so i uh, inspired by my mom i know that today i can fix my own plumbing fixtures and light bulbs and whatnot because i saw my mom do that mm. and i actually had to uh, rely on scholarships and the help of some very good, generous people to get through my graduation. Even the graduation in India was fairly more, I would say, a lot more cheaper than graduating over here. I got my engineering degree in India for a sum total of $2,000 that I paid for four years for tuition and for also all my books and for my hostel stay, which you can imagine if I was doing that in the US, it would have been much crazier but imagine at that time even being able to afford the two thousand dollars was actually a a big deal for us and we could not do it just by ourselves and thankfully yes i I was going to say that Mm -hmm. it's it's actually very proportional isn't it because when i lived in india to get 
a haircut or to eat or to have people that are actually helping run your house, so to speak. It, it is very affordable, but all the, all the economy is in proportion. It is not, yes. Unfortunately, just like the rest of the world, the chasm between the rich and the poor, it is widening. And that's the same case mm-hmm. in India, too. That's that's sad. And I wish we could all do a little something about it. But that being said, we did, um, after my mom and dad separated, well, my, when my dad was there, we actually were in the upper middle class, as you define it in India. But then after we separated, we uh, I, I got um, below poverty line scholarships at my um at my college or discounts rather in education that you get. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was all good because at the end of the day, I graduated with an engineering degree. Thankfully, I was smart. So I was able to get all the scholarships and got placed well. And uh, after four or five years of working in India, I was here in the States. And I think things have just looked up since then. So nothing to complain about. We all go through a lot of ups and downs in life. And I think that is what makes us the wonderful human beings we are. But also when you have been helped by others, I believe that provides you with a perspective, right? Hope, just hold on, pain ends. And that also instills in you that spirit of giving back because you know that your life was made when somebody selflessly donated to you. And that is the same feeling that you carry forward when you start giving back in your own small way to others and making an impact in the world. That's beautiful. And I want to say that I don't want to rush so fast away from India because I feel like it's part of my inner being. I feel like it's a previous life that I was uh, Indian or something like that, because uh, it's the culture that speaks to me the most. Um, and, and not just obviously the amazing food, <laughs> but I, I, uh, we're going to be going to break in about a minute. So I wanted to just say to people that have never been to India, I think it's one of the most hospitable people, uh, places and people in the world. They are, they're very welcoming their love. And, uh, there's always exceptions to all countries and all rules, but for the most part, it is a place you must visit. It's a place that, um, you can learn a lot about humanity and a lot about giving and being part of humanity. So why don't you comment on that for a second? Let's encourage some people to visit uh, once this pandemic dies down a bit, that people see the beauty. Uh, you know, what's weird is I've seen every wonder of the world except for the, the Taj Mahal. I've seen every wonder of the world, even the, uh, the, uh, uh, the pyramids. And I've seen all the continents except for Antarctica. So those are the only two things left on my bucket list right now. <laughs> I, you, you don't have to feel bad. Even I haven't seen the Taj Mahal yet. So. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> well, then we then we must knock that off. All right. So we should <laughs> go ahead and speak about the uh, the Indian culture and the, the the way that they think about love. I think you've got it very well that in general, people in India are very hospitable. And obviously, there are exceptions. So if you go to the more touristy places, unfortunately, your dollar goes a long way in India. So when you are at the tourist, at a tourist town, there is a good chance that you might, there might be swindlers there Mm -hmm. and stuff. So you have to be aware. But if you go to uh, places where it's just residential people who are not trying to sell something to you, uh, here's, here's the thing in India, you know, in India, there's a saying, Atiti Devo Bhava, which means 
guests are gods so they mm. are treated that way if you go to any place in and anyone's house the culture is such that even if you knock at the door at 2 am you're a guest they will ask you for food and they will feed you and indians love feeding people both of the indians they just love feeding so a tip for people who visit india and you have friends in india if you actually want them to stop serving you the moment you are probably one third full with your appetite that's when you should call it off because they will keep on insisting and keep on serving so if you really do it when you are already full you are going to have a hard time so that should pretty much summarize how people in india are that that was beautiful i see i thought their theory was that they wanted to make a, a tourist look like buddhas and so they would <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was amazing you know i went to uh india at least three or four times as an adult through cruising and i went to mumbai and a friend a friend of mine in uh, maryland partif says would you please visit my my mom and my dad and my uh and my family i said sure i only am there six hours but i mean eight hours but i'll do my best and he says here's the address he wrote it down in hindi and i did not know what i was in for it was three different taxis they didn't know how to read the hindi they had to stop and ask people can you find someone that can read this and they did everything they could i got there in about 45 minutes to an hour uh, unscathed completely you know intact and welcomed and and people would point and they'd say yeah it's down this street or and they would walk me they would walk me and i didn't i didn't know what i was in for but it was all good it was amazing and when i came in the house it was exactly that experience and i left as buddha i left as buddha <laughs> <laughs> so you know I'm not exaggerating. Not at all. And and to get back to the ship was much easier than to find that little place. <laughs> no, well at least now we have Google Translate so people can use that no matter what language they're yes. little chitters in. Well, I told them I said in 20 years you're going to see NFTs and it's all going to make sense to you and they <laughs> that didn't help. <laughs> all right, well we're going to go to break right now. Andrea, take us to break and we'll come back and we're going to talk about the explosion of what happened when you came to enlighten the world here. Thanks so much to our sponsors, Voice America Influencers Channel, The Umbrella Syndicate, The Red Carpet Connection, Ample Affluence, MyMakeupLady.com, MenFashion.com, and Perfect Publishing. And we'll be back with more messages, or these messages, and then more information after this. <laughs> Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. 
This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. This is Ken Roshan on Amplified. Glad to be back and having a great conversation with Sonia. And I just want to say a big thank you to our man in the sky, Jeff Spinard, and our lovely partners at Voice America, Robert Chalina and uh, Ryan Treasure. So, Andrea, um, we are going to go right in that event. You told me that you shared the stage with Sonia, and I was very relieved to hear that you guys did not fight over that stage. Had that been a fight, we probably would have, we would have lost Sonia, I think, as a guest today. <laughs> So very <laughs> well, happy. <laughs> Sonia got to grace the stage a couple of times. There was one time that was funny. They, uh, the announcer had announced, you know, people were going to be on. And then, um, and then he's like, and it was just after, I think the women of crypto panel, is that what it was? And, uh, and then, uh, and then he accidentally forgot Sonia because he didn't see her because she was behind the one scrim. And then she's like, oh, you forgot me. And it ended up being really, really funny. It was a nice segue to the moment. And who can forget her now that we know who she is? So, Well, Matt talked about, you know, going in the future to get furniture. And just imagine if someone went back to the future and heard this, this conversation, I don't know, 10 years ago, that the cryptos were coming after the NFTs and they were sharing the stage, but they were kind of fighting and jostling for the stage. So there's all kinds <laughs> of drama and anxiety you can imagine now the situation it wasn't that dramatic (laughs) (laughs) all right Sonia so we are going to uh where do you live now I live in California sunny California sunny California so I'm here with you that's that's so cool I'm in the bay (laughs) okay so come on over um so Snoop Dogg did he have something that he whispered in your ear that he wanted to translate because he he felt I'm sure, I'm guessing pretty bad that he couldn't get his photo taken with the Keep Smiling card and be on the show just to kind of introduce you. I know. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure he he missed the photo op, <laughs> you know, for Keep, keep Smiling. I wish, I wish that was done. But uh, Snoop Dogg, we were really excited to show him something that we created for him and that we wanted to gift him as an NFT. Snoop Dogg doesn't uh, do any more NFT promos. He just works on his own NFT brands now. For those mm. of you who don't know, he actually launched his new label, a company that he had bought over that wrote a label he has been uh, launching those uh, records as nfts so he's completely invested into nfts but he doesn't promote any any other projects so we were really excited when he looked at our art and he was like yo this is dope (laughs) those were his exact words and we created something nice for him i would love to show it if we ever have the time and we have uh, the time Okay. Well, actually, I would say you can show it by going like this. Yeah. <laughs> behind you. I know. Uh, yeah, I can. I could actually do that, but I'll just go ahead and share my screen so the sound also comes through. If that's all right. Okay. Yeah, we'd love it. We do that quickly. Let's go. And while you're doing that, we have cute smiling hope is dope. So I mean, that is dope that he would say that. Yes, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, so he he's not allowed to uh, be in concert as Snoop Dogg, so he came on as DJ Snoopadelic. Yes. Snoopadelic. Nice. Okay. All right. So can you see my screen? I'm going to go in. Of course. See it. All right. Yeah. There you go. That is dope. Man. 
It's the one and only Digo Double G. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Da 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 You know I'm hopping with the D R E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what was created by the team. I wish I could take uh, credit for all of it, but it, the credit goes to our fantastic design team. But he absolutely loved it. And I heard secondhand feedback that we had some posters for him to sign. He signed all 10 of the posters. And what I got to know was the moment he saw the pictures, the posters, he was like, wow, this is so cool. And then when we showed him the video and stuff, he was just even more excited. So really amazing to hear an artist like Snoop come and say, hey, this is dope. And for him to be excited about looking at it, because he definitely sees a lot of art, a lot of fan art in his everyday life. And so that appreciation, it goes a long way. We got a couple of pictures clicked and it was it was fun. It was definitely the highlight of the conference for me, though I got to meet a lot of beautiful people like Dr. Andrea here. We also met a lot of social bees. And what I did was I took one of the four by four banners that was signed by Snoop and I donated it to social bees so they would be auctioning it off sometime in near future. So that's Oh, thank you. Yes, it, it was it was an exciting moment. So nice. for people that couldn't attend, why don't you share what the experience was like as far as what you learned and what you were able Wait, to Wait, let, since we're still talking about Snoop Dogg, here's your gift, Tom. Or, Tom Tom's my husband. Mm-hmm. This is Ken. Ah. Oh, wow. It's getting blurred a little bit. Yeah, you need to Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, because of the blur behind me. So, um, but yeah, there there it is for the most part. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So very cool. So that'll be for you, Ken, and I will make sure that that's sent to you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, Sonia. Well, uh, let's let's give a little bit more uh, educational value. I know Snoop Dogg was the, not just the entertainment, he's always on the cutting edge of what opportunities there are. He pays attention. Um, he is an entrepreneur to watch because he's on the inside loop of what's next. He does yes. it so well. Yes, yes, I I agree. Um, In terms of the conference itself, though, I was actually very excited to see the room full of people who already knew a lot about NFTs, but uh, it was also an educational moment. Two of my friends that I got to the conference, they were actually very new to the space of NFTs and even crypto. And the people in the audience that were new, they got to walk away with a lot of information and it also goes to say that people who already knew about nfts even speakers like me and i'm pretty sure even dr andrea will conquer even we got to learn something for example i did not know that the city of chandler accepts utility bill payment in crypto and that was a big thing i was like wow Mm. is that happening it just makes cryptocurrency and bitcoin that much more real because now it's not just a toy that uh, Gen Z's and alphas or millennials are playing with, right? It is now serious money that we're looking at. And there were a lot of such revelation moments at the conference. NFTs, uh, definitely a buzzword, but a lot of people are trying to figure out what NFTs are. You don't actually have a lot of NFT buyers. In last year, there were only about 360,000 people in the world that owned an NFT. And 80% of the NFTs were owned by just 10% of those people. So you're literally just talking about give or take 40,000 people trading NFTs every day. Compare that to cryptocurrency, that's still 300 million people in the world that own cryptocurrency. But with that being said, uh, in cryptocurrency and with with those 300 million people, you have about $2 trillion of capital that's locked in. But then the top 10 banks in the world also have 
2 trillion so just for perspective these are banks in mostly these are banks in the US and China so you can imagine that the number of people banking with these institutions is definitely much higher than 300 million so that mm-hmm. should give us a little bit of perspective as to how early we are in the space especially the nft space because for many people as you said nfts are just an abbreviation something they have heard about right and uh, it's a great educating opportunity with without onboarding people it's going to be hard for you to reach out to the masses well let's let let us educate we're going to educate right now okay so um we are going to i i didn't buy my book because it was inside my suitcase that got lost by southwest last night and it was um nfts for dummies and i didn't read it before the show so if you'd be so kind as to say where did this come from who was responsible what does it stand for give us a little 3 minute background on nfts All right. Well, NFTs they stand they stand for non fungible token, which might sound like a very technical term, but it is very simple. Fungible tokens are tokens where if you exchange one for the other, you still have the same thing. And a good example of that is just going to be Bitcoin, for example. If you have a Bitcoin, I have a Bitcoin, and we exchange Bitcoins, we both have one Bitcoin each. However, non fungible tokens each. non-fungible token is a unique asset so an example of that would be if you had a pikachu trading card and i had a bulbasaur trading card and we exchanged it now you have a bulbasaur and i have a pikachu granted there are multiple copies of pikachus and bulbasaurs but if we keep it simple and say there was just ever one pikachu and one bulbasaur now we both have something unique they belong to the same asset class but they are different entities and another good real life example would be land titles so can if you wanted to exchange your title with my house right so then i would get to stay in your house and you'd get to stay in mine but that is the thing with non fungible tokens non fungible essentially means that they are not duplicate they are all tokens still residing on the blockchain so they follow the same um the same characteristics as all transactions on the public blockchain being publicly visible to everyone so everyone can see it that is why you can actually go to snoop dogg's wallet and see all the nfts that he owns and uh, the wallet address being very public unfortunately also results in some people gifting snoop nfts that he doesn't want which is why we were really happy to get his blessings you know because we were not just randomly putting something in his wallet now most of us have been hearing about nfts in the context of art and music or rather in the concept uh, in the context of arts um how nfts empowers artists is that it enables them to obviously sell their work to this younger generation their digital work because so far digital artists or artists in general be it musicians or any sort of artist they actually don't get paid too well the ones that we know of are one in a million that's why they're called stars right because they rise to that fame and popularity but it's a huge undertaking it's an uphill battle all the time so now with the nfts digital artists they are able to um, get their fan art out to their fans and they are able to purchase it at the same time on any resale that happens so i forgot the name of this gentleman but there was this one painter who had sold his painting for $1000 in 70s or 80s and then in 2000s it got auctioned off for over a million dollars but that painter did not make anything from it however with nfts the artists can define a royalty and most 
percent of the times that royalty is ten percent. So when if they sell something for a hundred dollars and then it gets sold for a hundred thousand dollars, they will get ten percent of every sale that happens, every secondary sale that happens. So in that way, it creates a good funnel, a good uh, earning through royalties for the artists. But so, and if wait, one second, so let's talk about that Snoop Dogg NFT that you showed. I'm sure a lot of people in the audience are waiting for the number in the screen to go ahead and buy it. And so uh, how much would that go for? Well, we would actually just be transferring that to Snoop. So he wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be actually, I don't think he'll sell it because it's fan art, but we are creating some other arts. And okay. uh, the shirt that Andrea showed that shows one of her characters, which is Regalia. Mm -hmm. And each of her characters, is actually a diverse character. So most of the NFTs, what you'll see is they have a base character and then they change the uh, the assets or the accessories that the character is wearing in mm -hmm. order to create new characters. But in our case, we really wanted to bring in the diversity angle. And as such, each of a character actually looks different from the other character. So we have 8686, that's 8,686 characters, and all of them will look significantly different from all of their other, from all the other characters in the collection. We want to bring in all genders, uh, sexualities, races, colors, and present that in that diverse collection. And each one of that character is going to be just as dope as the Snoop Dogg video that you saw or the t-shirt that Andrea was trying to show and each of those would get sold for uh, in the primary sales they would get sold for about 600 to 800 dollars we're trying to target point to ethereum which right now ethereum is close to 2600 dollars for each ethereum so you just you know point two of that uh, it, that would go to probably 600 or 700 dollars that's what it would be so it's it's an approachable number people could start investing Oh, yes, it is. The most of the NFTs, if you're able to get onto the whitelist and if you're able to get onto the sales fairly early on, they are approachable. But at the same time, you also want to see what value do you get out of those NFTs, which means is it just an art piece that you like that you want to hold? Because we would be giving the whole 3D model so people can actually use this direct 3D model in their own um, commercials, let's say, right? Or if they are, whatever, whatever they want to do with that full model, they can do that. So in a way, if you were to hire a 3D artist to create a beautiful model for you, you will end up paying that artist a thousand or two thousand dollars. So there is value in just that. But then when you are purchasing NFTs, there are reasons there are that's known as utilities. So it's also worth checking out the utilities to see what can you get. For example, a DJ could launch his own NFT where the NFT in itself, so there is a group called SFTs. This is a term which stands for semi-fungible tokens, where the token supply is still limited, but you get the same, you, you have multiple owners for the same kind of art. So that's known as semi-fungible tokens. So a DJ could just create sort of an all-access pass, right, and sell that to a thousand people. And each person who owns that token could get lifetime access to all the events that the DJ hosts for free. So that's a great utility to have. And those are the kind of utilities that you could you could check out if it's not just about the art for you. So NFTs can be a good way to, uh, to uh, good in, I, I actually refrain from using the word investment because then it will bring it under securities. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about um, 
how that would apply for an organization, a nonprofit, for instance, the Q Smiley movement. How would how would we capitalize and help raise money to solve the many problems around the world and put smiles in those nonprofit issues? There are actually a few nonprofits that are already using the money that is being raised through their NFT sales. So in general, they uh, they work in collaboration with other artists mm-hmm. and uh, then they launch their own collection and they just ask their patrons to come and purchase from that collection. The money, uh, nonprofits, so crypto from last year and NFTs by nature, it has, they are being taxed. So you pay taxes on capital gain, but whatever money you earn from selling an NFT collection, even for a nonprofit, it essentially it's taxed at, I mean, it's not taxed, you know, because it's coming to the nonprofit. Now, um, organizations, depending on, for example, you know, the Keep Smiling movement, right? A lot of people would donate just because it's going to a good cause and they would love to have that uh, certificate of authenticity, right? That And also that shows their association with the Keep Smiling movement. And that is a good way to get your community engaged. And I also think the other way nonprofits could actually collaborate is by tying up with projects. So for example, our project, like many others, would be donating a percentage of our sales to nonprofits. So those are the two ways in which nonprofits could come in. Because launching your own NFT collection takes a lot of time, effort, and money. But uh, working with other uh, collections that are already marketing and just getting on their nonprofit donors list, that's a good way to get some donations from these projects. Well, speaking of time, we are running out of it so quickly and it's always never enough, especially with beautiful smiles and great information you embark with us today. Um, Since uh, Dr. Andrea did bring you on, I always like to make sure that we have a chance for her to ask a question I didn't think of or the the audience needs to hear. So Dr. Andrea, if you please share your question. Uh, yeah, my question is, is, you know, Sonia, with what you guys are doing, um, you know, think of this as a short summary answer. Uh, what is the next step that people can follow and participate in what you're doing? Sure. So people can visit our website, orbis86.com. That's O-R-B-I-S, orbis86.com. And you can see it behind me. Here. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see it. So people can visit our website. And from there, they can check out our website. And there is a Discord link. So it's important that they join our Discord because that is where we are building the community. And that is where we will be discussing our roadmap. So I would encourage people to at least come in, meet the entire team. We are a team of 25 plus working on this. So I would just encourage everyone to come and join our Discord and mingle with us, ask us questions, get to know us. And then if they feel comfortable, go and buy off one of our Arbisons. Well, if they say the word amplified or smile, you take extra good care of them, right? <laughs> yes, yes, so, we do. Um, so what's the 86 for? Our parent company, uh, the, the company that we actually founded in the middle of COVID, that company is called 86, that's 8TY6. And the reason why it's called 86 was because the three people who started the company, we are all born in the year 86. So that was that's the long and short of it. And now everything that we spin off, we use the term 86 in that. It's also easier to find domain names that way. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, when I heard there were 25 people, I said, why isn't it Orbis 25? And then I thought maybe they're trying to get to 86 people people as soon as possible but it makes sense now so yeah. we're going to go rapid fire right now this is where we ask fast questions you ask give quick answers what book changed your life the monk who sold my ferrari isn't that a great one yeah oh, it is rob it is. robin my gosh Good yeah guy. who sold his ferrari not my ferrari <laughs> <laughs> all right dr Dre. when you were a little girl what did you want to grow up to be 
astronaut. <laughs> well, of course. Uh, what's the movie that inspires you? A Castaway. Uh, we haven't heard that one before. That's a good one. Good old Hanks. Go ahead, Dr. Dre. What song gets you really motivated and moving? Um, a Snoop Dogg song. Was it <laughs> next, epi- next episode? <laughs> I mean, that song is timeless. That is such a great song. Um, I'm so yes. glad you picked that one. That is, that, I think that's the best one, too. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Um, who's someone you would love to meet you haven't met? Uh, that was actually be Kalpana Chawla. And many people won't know her, but she was the astronaut that died on one, two, three, uh, in 2003's space, NASA a space shuttle crash. So that is uh, unfortunate, and it's going to be until you actually revisit her in heaven. So who would you like to meet that is here on the planet right now waiting to see you after this beautiful conversation? Um, <laughs> it would probably just be my mom. I haven't met her in four years now. Okay, oh, good. wow. Beautiful. Dr. Dre? Take, take a time, Ken. Please continue. Uh, okay, Sonia, the drum roll. What's next? Next episode is, are you ready? What is a quote you live by? Tough times never last, tough people do. Love it. Man, Sonia, you're so awesome. So sometimes I wear my Amplified shirt, and obviously this show is about amplifying the life of leaders that create community and hope. We can't wait to have you as part of the Dose of Hope uh, project. And then when he, when Snoop sees this, he's going to say, I want to be in the Hope is Dope project, which is the one that goes out to all the school systems. And we're just so happy that you could share with the, the screen share what you created, because that, that really is hard to imagine how cool it is until you showed it to us. So thank you for being okay. who you are. Thank you for bringing a taste of India into the show. And also, when I do see you, we will have to share uh, a nice vegetarian buffet of uh, Indian food. Uh, yes, and I could feed you. You know, you could come to our house. <laughs> My husband and I both are good cooks, so glad to host you. And, and I will remember at one third, at one third, I am getting a little bit full. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We unfortunately we do carry that culture even here, so it's good for you to remember. Oh, that's wow. amazing! Awesome. Go ahead, Andre, and uh, share uh, our response. Um, I, I do. Ha- I was checking the time. I actually have time. I'm going to share a little story that Sonia and I. She doesn't realize she shared in this when we were we were the last two in the room. We're getting her stuff and rolling up a picture that I'm in charge of, and I'll tell you guys all about that later. Anyhow, remember I had my book bag on the table, and the table was dirty. There was like dust or whatever on it. I didn't pay any attention to what it was, wasn't thinking, put it there, took my pictures of all this artwork and pictures of the Orbis 86 uh, picture that you had. And then I packed everything up, took it with me. And, um, and by the way, that room smelled like pot, just terrible. (laughs) It's uh, uh, Snoop's room. Anyhow, so I leave there and then I go to another event in the morning and I at that place go, God, this place smells like pot. It's terrible. I just smell it. I, and then I went somewhere else after that and had my camera bag out. I'm like, gosh, this place smells like pot. Get to the airport. Oh my gosh, this place smells like pot. And I realized it was me, my camera bag, that dust was actually pot, Sonia, from the table. So uh, I should have warned you. We had actually seen Snoop roll his joint right there. 
<laughs> so that was quite interesting. So I was like, oh my, and I'm trying to brush it all off and hoping no dogs go by me. Oh, exactly. That's what I was going to say that it's, you know, you didn't have the, go- the dog sniff you out. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would have pulled my book bag apart. So Sonia and I had that little uh, last minute love moment there where we were in, in cool. his room gathering up the last of our things. So, Well, Sonia, we are so happy you're part of this hour and also that we could amplify your life and show the positivity you bring to the world. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is the final statement. Keep your life amplified. We'd love to see you next week. And if you know someone who's inspiring the world like Sonia, please recommend them and nominate them on the site, The keepsmilingmovement.com and we'd like to include them in the dose of hope. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplify. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.